Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's good Thank timing because I have so many people I want to launch into space. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we should so, make a list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend. Um, what were we watching the other day? And, oh, um, I was watching Gilded Age with somebody. And they said, and it was about the, you know, electricity coming on for the very first time. And they were just in absolute awe of it. And I thought, what is it that would stop all of us right now? And we would just go, oh, my gosh. Is there anything? Anything that we could accomplish? I mean, I don't even I think going to landing a man on Mars would be one of those moments, but not really. Not like it was in the 1960s. I mean, it would be incredible. It would be incredible, but, but it would would it stop the world and have them go, oh my gosh, I never thought man could do that. No, I, I believe we can do it. It's just a matter of like putting the resources in that direction. Right. That's what we want to do. So if we lost all awe? A lot of it. I think so. Accomplished a lot. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? I was talking to my son and he's like, why haven't we been there already? I mean, there's no, there's nothing in their minds that man can't do. There is a, a new manufacturing facility that is being opened up, or they want to open up, in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um, it has several large-scale production facilities. They make anim animal nutrition. Um, it seems like a good thing. It'll attract 200 jobs. There's a couple of problems with it, uh, one of which is... It's a Chinese company opening up their first uh, manufacturing plant in America. Okay. However, the city council has seemingly cut all kinds of corners and they want this to go through no matter, it seems, what the people say. We're going to talk to somebody uh, who is, is living this right now and wants to explain what's going on and uh and would also like some explanations on what's going on we go there in 60 seconds now come on man america needs you okay i don't know if you know this but sawing logs is a vital job in our economy inflation and supply chain shortages we hear about them all the time everywhere Blowing in the dust of empty streets or signs that say help wanted, but nowhere 
Is that want more felt than in the log sawing industry? Are you doing your part? Come on, man. Sawing logs all throughout the night. Can you join me in that? I've done it. Thanks to my pillow, another great American, Mike Lindell, having a special right now on all of his products, including the Giza Dream Sheets, which are fantastic. It will help you do your part for this economy. We need more log song. So do it now. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. It's 60% off now. It's crazy. Plus, if you use the promo code BECK, you're going to get a free book uh, from Mike Lindell. With your purchase, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Do it now. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Now, I want to make sure that this is not twisted around into something like, um, you know, fear of the Chinese. You're just Chinophobic. No, no, I'm not. Uh, and I don't think uh, the guy who is standing up and trying to fight against this plant in North Dakota, in North Dakota is either. Uh, it's Ben Graduleski. Is that right? That's, yes, that's correct. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have way too many letters in your name. Um, <laughs> ben, uh, first of all, let me just ask you a couple of quick questions just so I just so I know where you're coming from and we're really clear on it. Um, okay. You don't have a problem with foreigners. No. Okay. You're not you're not uh, Asia phobic. You're not like Chinese people. I don't trust them. Oh, no, not at all. Okay, good. Because uh, that, that, you know, I'm sure is being said or could be said. And uh, I'd like to not repeat the uh, 1940s. Hey, let's round up the Japanese. Um, the people are different than the uh, than the country. All right. So we've established that. So there is this plant being built. And as I understand it, the community was not uh consulted by this it's just going through the city council and they're trying to shut people up who are against it right uh it it appears to be that way yes okay tell me what's happening well so apparently the city leaders have been working on bringing this project to town for uh somewhere around two years before they even brought it into the public eye and it came into the uh, public eye late last fall Mm mm-hmm uh, early early winter, and and then since then they've just been pushing it through. There was never any, you know, question to the the citizens of the town. Hey, do we want this manufacturing plant? Uh, is this something we want to put our tax dollars towards to to entice to come here? Mm-hmm. There, there was never anything like that, um, and there just seems to be a lot of issues with it. That, so, that are coming along with this plant, and and we don't have a say in it. So let's go through some of the issues. I, I would have to say, even though I asked those first two questions, I do believe this is different. Is this a, I mean, I'm sure it is, a, uh, a Communist Party-owned uh, or at least partially owned company from China? Well, the they they say it that it is not. They assure us it is not. I don't uh, but however, there's been studies done that show otherwise by independent analysis. Okay. Analysts, rather, um, you know. So. Okay. I guess. <laughs> uh, and the, the people trying to sell us the plants assure us that everything is uh, 
A-OK, though. Yeah, there's no such thing as that in a communist country. Um, all right, exactly. so so tell me what the other problems are. You're putting out taxes. I assume this is going to cost you guys in tax base. Well, <clears throat> so there, there's a close to $100 million worth of taxpayer dollars that is going to entice this company, you know, through infrastructure, roads, gas pipelines, water pipelines, uh, sewer and water. Um, and, and there is a 20 year payback program from this company okay. that that is what they are telling us how it's going to be. So, you know, theoretically at the end of the day, if everything works out in 20 the company years. comes down and in 20 years and they stay, we should have our money paid back, you know, and okay. then some due, and due it, the property tax. I would assume that it's going to create jobs. How many jobs is it going to create? They're talking 233 direct jobs and 500 or something indirect jobs Okay, is what they're saying. All right. Uh, you know, and the average wage on the direct jobs is, is not that high. I mean, it's 50, it's in the mid fifties, but that's average across the board. So, right. you know, w- right. when you start getting your executives and top high dollar earners in there, I don't think at the end of the day, they're going to be real high paying right. quality jobs. And then you have a, a problem because of the, well, not you, but the, the, the people who are standing up. Um, you had a water problem recently, and they're using, this plant will use more water than the entire town in a day? It will use slightly less. We use about 7.5 million gallons a day on average as a city. They're going to use about 6.5 million gallons a day. Okay. Uh, and, and do you have the water? Uh, according to their studies, yes. But last summer they were re- requesting that the citizens reduce their water usage because we were running out of water. And and I have found several different reasons why, and I've got several different answers as to why that was last summer, uh, but they don't all really necessarily line up with each other. So that that's kind of a big red flag for me. Um, what are the other problems? Uh, well, there's pollution, smell. Smell is a big concern for a lot of people. Um, they're situating this plant on the north, kind of north, northwest side of town, and that's where the prevailing winds come from around here. So any anything that they produce, uh, exhaust or dust or any of that, will all be blowing right across town. Okay. So this, so so what's happening? You're you're putting a petition out because you you're just asking for people to vote on it. Don't leave this up to the city council, right? That's exactly right. And, uh, we went around. We needed about thirty six hundred seventeen signatures to to get it to a vote. Uh, it was fifteen percent of the last voting population, last gubernatorial election, uh, and we collected fifty three hundred and eighteen, I believe it was, and turned them in um, to which the city leaders the city attorney and the city leaders immediately went to work to as as i said earlier it seems like they are trying their hardest to disqualify the whole thing and how are they doing that well they they, first off they have a police detective had a police detective uh calling around calling petitioners calling the signers with a with a couple different questionnaires depending on who they were talking to with a list of i I don't need 10 10 questions each or something um you know, just trying to ascertain exactly what they were shown, how they were asked, if they were pressured. Um, it, it's it's kind of bizarre. It feels like they're going way above and beyond what they actually need to do to verify signatures. Uh, See, I think this is where people always get in trouble. I mean, if there's 
if there's nothing unseemly about it, just let the people know. Just give them all the information. Trust the people. But, mm-hmm. I mean, even apparently in Grand Forks, how big is Grand Forks? Um, it's about 60,000 people. 60,000 people, and they don't trust the community? Um, evidently not. <laughs> it sure is not looking that way. It's, uh, I don't know. It, maybe there's a ulterior motive here. It's, it's strange, though. I mean, we've had petitions done in this town in the past, and they have never used police, police detectives, anything like that. I mean, sure, the city, city auditor has called folks, you know, randomly to check, but I think, uh, phone call from a city auditor is much different than a phone call from a police detective. So if the petition, when will you know if the petition is going to be deemed valid or not? Um, that's a little up in the air. They had said at the last city council meeting that they were hoping to have it done by tomorrow, hoping to have us an answer by tomorrow. And if it is valid, then it goes for the election. It should go to the June, the June election. Yes. Okay. And if it's, if it's not, then what do you do if they say it's not valid? Uh, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I know if it's thrown out based on invalid signatures, you know, if they cross off too many signatures, we will have seven days to go get those signatures rectified huh. um, and get them returned in. If it's, if it's due to invalid paperwork, which is what they were indicating at the city council meeting, I don't know if we have a recourse. I, I'm not sure, honestly. So um, how can we help you? Well, uh, <laughs> we can use all the support we could get on our Facebook group, okay. which is uh, Grand Forks Community Awareness of Fufung. <laughs> of Fufung? F- yes, it's, act- F- it's actually spelled F-U-F-E-N-G, but it's pronounced Fufung. Okay, so it's like Fufang. Fang. Correct. E yep. with an yep. E. Um, yep. Okay, Grand Forks Community Awareness of Fufong project. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just rolls right off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, best of luck. Is this surprising? Ben, how long have you lived in Grand Forks? Uh, most of my life. I spent about a year and a half elsewhere, but uh, 30, 37 years. And is this surprising that this is happening in your small town like this? Absolutely. You know, back to the petitions. We've had petitions in the past that were done on the wrong paperwork, and the city attorney actually helped them to get it to vote. Uh, and now it seems like we are going in 100% the opposite direction here. So yeah, it's, it's very disappointing that they're trying to suppress the citizens having a say. Uh, It it sounds very un-American. Please let us know what, uh, what happens and, and hopefully there will be a little ground shake in, uh, in your town. Appreciate it. We appreciate you having us on. Thank you you very much. You bet. Uh, again, you can find a Facebook Grand Forks Community Awareness of Fu Fang, uh, Fu Fang uh, project. You know, the only reason why I have that is it's such a small community and such a local thing that um, why would you be interested? I mean, we have debated this story in our production meetings and our produ- with the meeting with the producers for a few weeks. We've been talking about it and. Uh, it just keeps coming up because of a couple of reasons. I think it's important because you don't know what's happening in your own town. You really don't. And people, it's so easy for people to say, oh, well, it's not happening here. It probably is. It probably is. 
you would be surprised at the size of the towns that are part of the Agenda 2030 project from the United Nations, um, which falls right into the Great Reset. You'd be surprised. Uh, money doesn't talk. It screams. And there's been a lot of these towns that are roped into it now, and you would have no idea the things that are going on in our schools. You think that it couldn't happen here. It's not being taught. It is. It is. And the people who you think are really good people, and they probably are, but they are part of it. They are part of it. Doesn't make them a bad person. Just makes them wrong. Uh, and a lot of those people are teachers. No matter what a teacher says to you, I firmly believe if you are in the teacher's union and you know what's going on, you are part of the problem. You're part of of the problem because you are funding the group of people and the union that is trying to sever us from our children. It is happening. It's happening everywhere in America, even a small town that now seems to have something funky going on with this Chinese plant that is coming in more in a second. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So interest rates are finally going up. They're about to skyrocket is probably a better way to put it. We're talking over the 5% range. Uh, we're already at about 5%, and it's, it's going to come. The next um, uh, interest hike is going to be half a point. That could put us in the 6% range. Um, this has been coming for a very long time, but if you haven't prepared yet, you need to. You need to call American Financing. They are not part of the problem. They're part of the solution. They work for you, not the bank. They don't take any kickbacks from the banks, no incentives, none of it. And everybody is salary-based. Call American Financing. A loan with them could literally change everything for you. You could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So if you want a refi, you want a new uh, mortgage, or you want a consolidation loan, call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So it's really frightening to me about this story in North Dakota. It goes right to what the president said yesterday when he was speaking to the labor unions. Can you give me the cut where he's talking about Amazon? Listen to this. That's what unions are about, in my view, about providing dignity and respect for people who bust their neck. That's why I created the White House Task Force on Worker Organization Empowerment. To make sure the choice to join a union belongs to workers alone. And by the way, by the way, Amazon, here we come. Watch. Is that a threat? You're damn right it is. No matter what the White House said, that is a threat. And he knows he's making it. By the way, Amazon, here we come. What are you going to order a bunch of stuff, Joe? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to start ordering? What do you, what do you, 
You're ordering like, uh, I don't know, hand wipes, you know, depends. What What is it that you're? No, you mean look out, Amazon, because we're about to put the screws to you. That is using a presidential elected paid for by all of the people, union and non-union. That job, his office is paid by all of us. And he's weaponizing it to come after companies like Amazon because he wants them unionized. Same thing with Tesla. You know, he invited everybody on the Green Revolution. You know, everybody who's got an electric car, Ford, GM, come on in. Not Tesla? Tesla's leading the world on this. Are you kidding me? They didn't even invite. You know why? Because he's not offering any incentives on Tesla's. He's not holding them up as an example because they've done it without the labor unions. This is insanity what's going on. This the labor unions were the biggest contributors to his campaign. Can you imagine if the Koch brothers who I don't know made a different kind of Coke and all of a sudden the president came out and said, yeah, and you know what? If you're not using Coke, well, I'm going to send two brothers and some other visitors your way. Everyone would be up in arms if he even said Coke. Here he is in front of the people who gave him more money for his campaign. This is a payoff. That's all this was. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You pay, and I will get into office, and I'll give you much more at our expense and our freedom. This guy is corrupt to the core. Anybody who could do with his son and his family what he has done, apparently for a very long time, just... Figure out ways to get rich off of his name and his position in office and use his family to do it. This guy's a despicable guy. He really is. I mean, let's be honest. You have a son that is this sick. I mean, Hunter is sick. Let's be honest about it. He is deeply, deeply wounded at best. Uh, Would you use your son to do this? Would you put him in that situation? And by the way, if they do talk about arresting him, I'm telling you that kid will sing, sing, sing. He will tell them whatever they want against dear old dad because he, according to his emails, doesn't really like what dear old dad has done to his whole life. You look out. Don't forget about Amazon. You watch out, Joe. Here come the special prosecutors. If you missed my special last night, uh, you need to check it out. It was uh, it's at uh, blazetv.com. It's the Wednesday night special. Pretty obvious about anybody who has eyes to see that our country is headed towards a serious cliff right now. And, um, you know, like the Titanic uh, found out, most of that iceberg is under the water. Um You need to act. If you are somebody who has listened to this program for a long time, 
and you believe the things that I say because you've checked them out for yourself, I please beg you to check out Goldline. Goldline is the only precious metals company that offers 6% in bonus metals for qualifying IRA orders. You can, you know, order them and have them directly put into your IRA or have them delivered directly to you. It's your choice with Goldline. Goldline, I want you to call them now. Do your own, own homework. Gold or silver, really going to be important soon. Do you have the right answer for your family? Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is the Alamo. You'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Stu. I read something today that I thought, no, this can't be true. And then, and then as I read it, I thought, definitely can't be true. And then by the time I finished, I thought, ah, I'm pretty sure this is actual. Oh, no. Okay? This is a New York Times editorial okay. today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Opening day of Major League Baseball season, which falls on Thursday after being delayed for a week by labor dispute is as good of an occasion as uh, as any for fans of the game to come to terms with certain hard facts. I'm talking, of course, about the inevitable future in which professional baseball is what? The inevitable future that baseball is. Um, gosh, uh, woke um, mm-hmm. that it's uh, not. Nah nationalized the inevitable truth that baseball is nationalized and put under some authority of some federal entity Hmm? why why on earth would that occur attendance at the games have declined steadily since 2008 and viewership figures are almost hilariously bleak an an ordinary national primetime mlb broadcast such as espn sunday night baseball attracts some 1.5 million pairs of eyes each week which is to say roughly the number that are likely to be watching a heavily censored version of goodfellas on basic cable movie channel at the same time in the same time slot um, even the World Series attracts smaller audiences than the average Thursday night football broadcast, the dregs of the National Football League's weekly schedule. In 1975, the World Series had an average of 36 million viewers per game. In 2021, it barely attracts 12 million per game. Casual. Abs- Wait, we're going to. OK, 12 million a game. We're going to nationalize. Oh, he's con- he hasn't started okay. yet. OK. Casual observers may assume the that despite the lack of popularity, baseball is still somehow insanely valuable. This illusion, Major League Baseball generated around $11 billion in <laughs> revenue in 2019, but this figure does not accurately reflect the demand for its product. Mike Trout's $426 million contract is effectively being paid by millions of grandparents who just want to tune in to Anderson Cooper or the Antiques Roadshow. Oh, stop. As uh, that audience dies off and younger uh. generations of cord cutters take their place, baseball's revenue will plummet. Culturally, the game is increasingly irrelevant. 
The average age of a person watching baseball on television is 57, and one shudders to think what the comparable figure is for radio broadcasts. Typical American 10-year-olds are as likely to recognize Jorge Soler, Soler, yeah, uh, who was named the most valuable player of last year's World Series as they are their local congressional representative. College athletes drafted by... That's a ridiculous point. In some parts of the country, participation in Little League has decreased by nearly 50% in the past decade and a half. When my wife and I signed up our five- and six-year-old daughters for T-ball a few weeks ago, we did so partly out of the grim sense of obligation. We might, uh, we might have been Irish parents enrolling our children in step-dancing classes. This is your heritage, and you're going to learn it, and you're going to love it. Oh. Um, so right. much. I don't think I'm like super bullish on the future of baseball as compared to maybe some other sports. I love baseball. But, I mean, cut, this is a ridiculous piece. You're taking out a guy from the, the MLB MVP who, yes, he wouldn't be highly recognized. But, like, there are a lot of players in baseball who would be. And those are the guys that win the MVP for the entire season. I think it's worth being honest mm-hmm. up front Come on. about what nationalizing baseball would entail. While I'd like to think that the Biden administration could just take all the 30 teams and dissolve the league by executive fiat, citing Who language. wrote this? This is pathetic. This is, this, this Who is, wrote this? This is written by Matthew Walther. He's an editor of The Lamp, a Catholic literary, literary journal. Right. He writes frequently about sports. He should stop writing frequently about sports. I don't think he's ever heard of sports. So listen to this. Uh, it's more realistic to assume Congress would have to be involved. Legislation would authorize purchasing the teams at their current, although absurdly inflated, market valuation. Players, coaches, what? and other staff members would become federal employees. General manager would be appointed. Uh, blah blah blah. I mean, this has got to be a joke, right? It's guys. It, what was it? April first that it was it was uh, posted. No, I think this. I just got this today in my show prep. So no, April April seventh. Today, maybe he's just late by six days. Maybe. Come on, why would we? First of all, we shouldn't nationalize it, even if it collapses. This can't it is, be true. It is not. We should not be involved in that in any way. We anyway. should not nationalize anything. I would also note that one of the teams plays in Canada, so I don't know why. How you'd be nationalizing uh, the Toronto Blue Jays? It that would be clicked. an interesting trick. No, he came it, out April sure sixth. April sixth. That is one of the guest essay opinion, New York Times, April 6th. Now, they've been writing these pieces about how how the sport is dying for so many years. I can't even count them. They've been doing it since I was a kid. Uh, And look, it's it has dropped in attendance a little bit. Now, you you look at last year, obviously, it was a covid year. I mean, many some of these parks weren't even open at the beginning of the year. Uh, So it was down last year. But I mean, you know, their numbers are fine. If you can't build a business around 68 million people. In the parks in 2019, 68 million. You can't build a bit. You need to be nationalized. Forget it. Not to mention the TV and the digital deals on top of the merchandise and all the other crap that goes on. Yes, at times these these uh, uh, teams spend so much money that they can get themselves into trouble. And there's some uh, issues with 
income inequality uh, between the Los Angeles Dodgers and every other team in the league. But still, there's no reason. There's not even an argument that it would fail, let alone be nationalized. It's completely ridiculous. I find it interesting that he says the average age of people watching it on TV is 57. What's the average person of people that are watching TV? Right. I mean, the cable news average audience is like 72 or three. But they would think about nationalizing that. No, they would probably nationalize that. <laughs> but I mean, again, you. the, yeah, you're right. The TV average age is, I mean, people are really watching old. digital. And then and, they uh, shudder to think what it is on radio. Well, most likely it's on AM radio. And unless you're a conservative, you don't even know where a, what AM radio <laughs> even means. Yes, yeah, there's just there's just AM radio. There's news talk radio and sports radio. Yeah, that's it. That's all AM that's it. is. Uh, uh, so, I mean, this is just, you know, this is none. This is like basically the uh, we're going to so, have 700 million people get displaced by by global warming next year. Like, it's so like one of those type of pieces. I don't want to be like there's people that are 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 uh, posting on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. My apology to George Soros. Yes. Last April Fool's. OK. And they're like, Glenn Beck sold out. He apologized. Course, yeah. I called him. I sincerely apologize to Mr. Pepperoni Eyes. Does that sound like a sincere apology for the love of Pete? People are so stupid. Um, But uh, I don't want to be one of those people. When I read this, I'm like, I don't I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I don't know. Is this guy serious or not? Does he really? Because it's probably I guess it's serious. The only reason I think it's serious is because this type of piece has been written for a long time, minus the nationalization. That's a new wrinkle. <laughs> like, I, the, the f- baseball's going to fail. It's not our national pastime anymore. It's well behind football and basketball now. And there's truth to some of that, for sure. I mean, certainly football is the number one sport. But still, this is maybe, a pretty freaking healthy on, business. Hang on. Maybe he's being sarcastic, and he's actually writing an a pro baseball piece okay saying oh you know yeah it's so bad it's horrible it's horrible maybe we should naturalize Nash, we gotta get him on the phone and if he doesn't come on the show well we know know. (laughs) (laughs) all right real estate uh real estate agents i trust.com it's uh it's hard to get people that really love their job and want to do it and know how to do it right Know what the right business practices are and uh, just go out and make it happen. Uh, those are the kind of people that you are going to meet when you let us know if you're buying or selling a house and you're looking for a real estate agent. It's called realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. Our agents are prepared for mediocre, mediocre uh, real estate times. Hard times, really great times. They're good at selling your house, getting people to see your house, um, and uh, making a good deal for your house and the one that you're going to buy next. They listen to you. There is nothing worse than being with a real estate agent and you just make a simple mistake. Um, So is this the master bedroom? (gasps) Oh my gosh, I don't even want to hear... At realestateagentsitrust.com, they're not going to be offended if you call it whatever the new thing is. The bigger bedroom for the people who are uh, currently claim to own the house 
or a master bedroom. They're not going to care. Okay. You got to be able to talk freely and with your real estate agent. Don't judge me. Real estate agents. I trust.com. That's real estate agents. I trust.com. Get the right real estate agent for buying or selling your home. Do it now. Real estate agents. I trust.com. The Glenn Back program. Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Tomorrow is Friday. Thank God. Wow, you should coin that phrase. Like, yeah, tomorrow, T- Friday. Maybe initials like a T. Maybe T G I F. Right. No. T. Yes. Good. That's catchy. T. Yes. It's Friday. Thank God. Tomorrow. Something like that. We should work on that. By the way, you never let me finish my preparation test oh yeah 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 i don't know why are you trying to get me killed yeah so so at glenbeck.com we have this test that you can take and you answer five questions and it shows how prepared you are for you know the coming apocalypse Mm -hmm. okay so um we were i think at question five do we have it uh we were at question five um yes you don't have but i can't yeah well i clicked on the answer already and now i've passed it i will do everything for you okay you were supposed to do this this was your yeah i know i know i know i'll do it for you Stu. don't worry you just did i mean Uh, like you're just the way you manage the show is so incredible what self-defense equipment do you have yeah we did that one. you have rocks no i uh what plans have you made none you read the news see government alerts but you haven't put any energy towards preparing yourself right is that it? Are you really on <laughs> no, one? No, no, I, I okay. think I'm about You've that. talked with your household about what we would do if scenarios such as fire, flood, power outage. You have physical copies of key documents, birth certificates, passport, car registration. I, I can clear that one. Okay. You have a plan covering several specific scenarios. Blizzard, terrorist attacks. Your home knows what to do and whom to contact if there's an emergency. Uh, All right. So you're at okay, two. two. Yeah. I'm at... Uh, you have the plans and capability to defend your household against marauders up to a platoon-sized foreign UN troops. No, I don't know about that. You have the ability to generate an income in a scenario through selling food, equipment, services. Yeah, I'm going to be a hooker. Uh, you have the spiritual and philosophical basis to make morally correct decisions for yourself. Well, no, I'm planning on the family being hookers, so yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go down to the, the other one. Okay, so now, what are your results? So I, uh, I'm an average Joe, according to, according to uh, your Glenbeck.com tilted poll. Um, your, I says I'm prepared to handle small regional issues or a minor disruption in services, such as a power outage for a few days due to an ice storm or earthquake. I'll be in trouble after a few days of an emergency situation or if you're forced to leave home. This is how most Americans actually live their lives. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm popular for once. Yeah. Homer Simpson. <laughs> you're the average yes. Joe. Hey, don't I'll take it. No, I think that's a little understated. I think I could last certainly more than a few days. I would have that would not be that's a problem. That's good. Good for you. <laughs> well, instead of a few days. I think I think a month I'm fine. After that, I'm toast. Like where this is when after a month, I just found my way into Glenn's guest house. 
I'm just like, so I'm mine, not- you know, here's this is surprising. <laughs> you would say it because mine says you're a warrior. You're ready hmm. for anything. End of days, rapture, second coming, uh, global thermonuclear war, <laughs> eruption of the Yellowstone uh, caldera, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, the biggest thing you have to worry about is maintaining your moral compass during trying times. Uh, you will also eat stew. Right. That's it. I hope it's S-T-E-W. No, it's no. strangely okay. wow. S-T-U. Uh, so I mean, if you're very well prepared, I don't know why you'd have to I result for cannibalism. Invited. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are marbled. I when we first started this show, I think I was just the soy sauce guy. Like I was living in an I apartment. I remember it. I had soy sauce and duck sauce. And maybe like, a, you know, a six pack of soda. And that was pretty much what I had in the house. Mm-hmm. Now with two kids, I've, I've gone got to two my, days worth of soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I've doubled the soy sauce You've got, storage. That's great. I've got a, so, a soy sauce garage. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I've gone to my Patriot supply. I've gotten a basic, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, food supply. But again, anything beyond like I can get through rational things like. For example, I never would have expected what we saw in for six weeks in 2020. Yeah, the right? storm here. No, I was going to say uh, the uh, the pandemic. We you know six oh, weeks. Yeah. You stop slow the spread for six weeks. We're all at home now. You may be in a blue state and it lasted a lot longer than six weeks. But for us, it was six weeks. Now you could still go to grocery stores and all that was still there. But like six weeks was an unimaginable interruption in my my normalcy biased world. Mm-hmm, right, like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could never happen, could never happen. Yeah. I would have said it could never could happen. Never in fact, happen. I probably said right. in February of 2020, yeah. look at these Italians. They're locking <laughs> the whole state. What a bunch of weirdos. They're locking the whole country That'll down. That'll never That'll happen. never happen here. Two days later, <laughs> they're shutting down leagues where you can't leave the house. But like, I think there's a there's an element you can prepare for. And there is probably going to the zombie apocalypse level, which is like, you've got everything covered, but it'll be the one thing you forgot. Oh, no, it'll know? be like, you know, you have farmland, you have fertilizer. Surgery kit. You know, surgery kit. You got it all. And then you're standing there in the field and you're like, oh, cr- seeds. <laughs> I forgot seeds. <laughs> swear to you, that's going to happen to me. <laughs> oh, calm down, honey. Have a glass of water. Oh, oh water. Crap. Crap. it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.